You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. As always, I am your host, Andrew Wade, and once you get done listening to this show, go check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast hosted by Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they do recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft and a look ahead at next year's future first-round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast app. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about the big recruiting weekend coming up this weekend right now in Iowa City. We're going to be talking all about Iowa football recruiting. We're also going to be breaking down the women's basketball schedule. There are some interesting situations that have happened with that schedule. We're going to give you a prediction for the conference schedule going into this upcoming season. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA Combine. And if we get time, we're going to talk about Phil Parker being paid a lot of money. So let's get into it though right now. And actually, let's start with the women's basketball talk. I'd rather kick it off with that. We, we pushed that off last time and I don't want to do that again. So let's talk about the women's basketball schedule. The Big Ten did release the Big Ten women's basketball schedule. And with it, you get five home and away games. You get four home onlys and you get four aways. So it gives you a very good opportunity depending on your draw for a nice favorable schedule. And when I look at this, it's pretty darn good. Here's why. I'm going to point out a few things. So, A, I love the fact that – so, first off, with the Big Ten and the conferences, there are not a lot of departures from the Big Ten. So, the, the teams that were good last year, for the most part, are going to continue to get better. Um, you look at Michigan with Nas Hillman. That's going to be a good game. Maryland's always a very tough team. Same with Rutgers. Uh, so, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch those games. Now, when you get a home and away – it gives you a great opportunity in the conference race. If you can beat them both those games, that's a huge advantage. But nevertheless, it's just a great opportunity to see some good women's college basketball. So Iowa gets Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern as home in a ways. Now again, to break that down, Indiana got second last year, Michigan got fourth, and Northwestern got fifth. Their home only games, they have Illinois, Maryland, Michigan State, and Ohio State. All right, not too bad. Maryland, one of the best teams in the country last year, will continue to be one of the best teams in the country this upcoming season. And then away only, they got Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. I love that away schedule outside of Rutgers. Rutgers, always a tough physical team to play against. The Wisconsin game, though, don't mind that. That's not a huge deal. Going on the road to Wisconsin, not a problem. Purdue and Penn State also should not be a problem either. So when I look at the schedule, I get a little excited. I get a little bit pumped up because there's a lot of expectations coming into the season after what Iowa was able to do this past year, going to the Sweet 16 and falling to UConn and Paige Beckers. There is a lot of potential with this team. They've added some star-studded players, a transfer. Um, they are ready to roll. And Caitlin Clark is in year two at the helm of this program. Iowa not losing anyone major to their lineup. This should be a much better team, a much more improved team. And again, if you think about the way the women's basketball team played last year, they really came on strong towards the end. If they can figure it out defensively a little bit, right? They were legitimately one of the worst defensive teams in the entire country last year. You talk about Fran McCaffrey's defense, Lisa Bluter's women's basketball team's defense 
legitimately made Fran McCaffrey look like an all-star defensive coach. That's how bad um, they were from a national ranking perspective. So if they can prove, improve that a little bit and get better when Caitlin Clark is off the floor. Um, there were times where Caitlin Clark would go off the floor and the offense would just stall out. This team is going to be very hard to stop. When I look at this from a home away perspective, I think Carver is going to be absolutely bumping. One of the most amazing thing about amazing things about Iowa Hawkeye fans is the fact that you get up and we get up for everyone and anyone. It doesn't matter if it's field hockey. It doesn't matter if it's wrestling, basketball, swimming. If you're putting a good program on the floor, on the court, and the pool, uh, on the field, we're going to be there to support you. And you better believe, especially women's basketball, Carver is one of the best fan environments in the entire country for women's basketball. It is undeniably a huge advantage for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, they had a nice little streak going prior to last season. No fans in the stands definitely didn't help this young women's basketball team. But you better believe this upcoming year, that is going to be quite the crowd environment. And for that reason, I see no reason why Iowa cannot go undefeated in conference play. Now, I think they could very much be contending for the Big Ten title next year so clearly I think they have the ability to beat any team in the Big Ten Conference but when you look at it from a home schedule the biggest challenge they have will be Maryland but if you get a win against Indiana Michigan Minnesota Nebraska Northwestern Illinois Maryland Michigan State Ohio State right you're getting nine wins at home that's nine and oh now let's look at the road schedule Indiana is going to be tough Michigan's going to be tough Northwestern's going to be tough Maryland and Rutgers I we don't have to play Maryland on the road, so that's awesome. On As far as away-only games, I could see Rutgers being a tough game, one that Iowa drops they have in the past. Um, beating Penn State, Purdue, Wisconsin, that leaves them at 12-1. and one. You go to the away games for the, the home and aways. You get Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. Nebraska is not a bad team either. I expect them to lose two of those five home and aways. Um, probably Michigan and either Indiana, Northwestern, or Nebraska, one of those, one of those three. Now, to me, that leaves them at in a conference record with either sixteen and two or fifteen and three, and that should be, depending on how the rest of the schedule breaks out and the parity amongst the teams, that should be good enough for first or second place in the Big Ten Conference. And I believe this women's basketball team will be ranked in the top ten by the end of the year and should be a one or a two seed. I, more likely a two seed is kind of my my thoughts for this women's basketball team. But nevertheless, that is the women's basketball schedule, and there's a lot to look forward to coming into this year. And then, you know, you got to factor in the fact that people haven't seen basketball, live basketball in so long at Carver. It is going to be a ton of fun when you have the nation's best player in Caitlin Clark returning as well. So lots of fun things to come for the women's basketball side. Coming up on segment two, we're going to talk a little bit about college football, Iowa football recruiting. It is a very big weekend, and we're also going to hit on the NBA Combine. Joey's camp did a lot to improve his stock in just a couple of days. We're going to talk about that as well. Before we get into that, though, I want to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Also, TBT, you want to bet on the basketball tournament? You can definitely go to betonline.ag as well, and we'll be giving you some insider tips on that. Definitely check out our interview with Matt Crawford. He has a ton of great insight into what to expect from the TBT this upcoming year and what to bet on. He helped me win a lot of money not last year, so check him out if you want to win some money this year at betonline.ag. So before that next pitch, 
or the next basket. Head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information, and sign up today for a free account. And when you do that, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, y'all, we are back for segment two of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Sports Network. I didn't get a chance to go through a few news and notes before I got into segment one. I was just excited to be back, but we are going to be back next week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as always. Um, I will keep you all posted once we get to a regular schedule again that most likely will be the beginning of August timeframe. I'm also very excited to announce that we are returning our very popular show, Monday Morning Recaps with Matt Vandenberg. Matt is going to be joining our show again starting at the beginning of football season. He'll be joining every single Monday to talk through what happened in that previous weekend's game, giving us the insight that we don't get from just me, right? We're going to get it from Matt, a guy who's been inside that program, a guy who's close to that program still. He'll be joining the show going forward as well. And if you didn't get a chance to make sure to check out our interview with Ben Detay, the Iowa baseball commit. He joined the show on Wednesday. Um, a fantastic time talking to Ben Detay and wish him all the best of luck as he plays for the Kansas curve right now. All right, y'all let's get into it. It is a big, big, big weekend. I cannot stress that enough. It is a big weekend for Iowa football. And the reason why is we have a ton of of official visits taking place this weekend for the Iowa Hawkeyes. A ton of official visits. As we've talked about a lot, I expect there to be between 10 and 12 commitments by the end of June. All right, that's that's pretty aggressive, right? Right now, we're, we're only at five commits, and I expect us to add another five to seven commits over the next five to seven days. And a lot of that's going to come out of this week. This week is very important. It doesn't sound like they intentionally did this per Kirk, but I don't know how you unintentionally bring all of your player or all of your big time recruits on the same weekend. Um, I think that is clearly a little bit intentional. Um, Iowa being the last stop for a lot of these players, that's going to be a good time for them to basically evaluate all the places they went on official visits to and say, all right, where is the best place? Iowa is going to be fresh in their mind. So there's a lot of recency bias there, hopefully in play. And these young adults make the right decision for them, but ultimately they choose the Iowa football team. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, before we get into the targets for this weekend, I think it's important to note a few targets that are no longer on the board. Ian Pugh and Tommy McIntosh, uh, both guys who Iowa has been heavily linked to over the last couple of weeks. Ian Pugh is a guy who I talked about on Wednesday. He decommitted from Cincinnati. Now, Illinois and Iowa have been hot on his trail. He's an Illinois kid, and he was actually set to visit Iowa this weekend. I don't believe that's happening anymore. Um, but after visiting Illinois, he did decide to decommit from Cincinnati and committed to Illinois. Brett Belima is doing great things there, um, which is scary. I don't want Illinois to be good, but Brett Belima is a good coach uh, despite all of his uh, shortcomings, and he is putting together a nice little class at this point. Up to the north, Wisconsin stole a tight end. Well, technically a wide receiver, but probably was going to be converted to a tight end at some point. Tommy McIntosh, um, not overly concerned about that. I would love to get Tommy McIntosh, right? But I do believe there are some tight end prospects that Iowa should be able to reel in by the end of this weekend, or at least that is my thoughts. We'll be covering that in a second. But Tommy McIntosh does commit to the University of 
Wisconsin. He is no longer obviously on the Iowa board. And again, don't don't fret Iowa fans. I know we didn't get a tight end last year, but we are going to get a tight end this year. We are more than likely going to get two tight ends this year. And Iowa has done a nice job of building depth with some young guys right now. Josiah Myman, Elijah Elverton, uh, Luke. We got Sam, obviously, who's probably going to be gone after this year or gone after two years at the very max. But there are some good tight end prospects coming up. So let's talk about the tight end prospects, and we'll get into some other targets for this week. And the big one everyone needs to realize is Micah Riley-Ducker. Micah Riley-Ducker, a guy out of Bellevue West, a guy who Iowa has been targeting for quite some time, and a guy who is friends with Keegan Johnson. So all these things are adding up in Iowa's favor. He loves the program. He's been there a couple different times, and he is hot on Iowa's trail as well. He is the 371st ranked prospect to, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. He has 29 offers. It's absurd. 6'6", 235 pounds. This is a big kid. Big, big kid. And right now there is a crystal ball in there for Iowa. He's taken a couple visits, Iowa State, Auburn, Wisconsin, and Tennessee. But he will be in Iowa today, and that is very exciting. I expect him to hopefully commit on June or July 7th to the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm going to count that as part of my 10 to 12 commits simply because he's going to be making that decision, and he's probably making that a little bit earlier. And obviously hoping that it goes to the Iowa Hawkeyes, but that will be a big time grab for the Iowa Hawkeyes. The other tight end prospect that you all need to be aware of is Andrew Keller. Andrew Keller already has an Iowa teammate that is committed to Iowa and Jack Dotsler. He has been Iowa a couple of times. This is a big time deal. He has been Iowa multiple times. Uh, clearly he is very interested in the program. Um, and Iowa is very interested in him as well. He's a top 500 prospect with 12 offers, and he's kind of going between Iowa and Iowa State at this point. However, the couple crystal balls in there, leaning him towards the Hawks. I expect Iowa to get him as well. A little bit leaner of a frame at this point, six foot six, 210 pounds. But again, if Iowa can land those two tight ends, they will be in a very, very good spot from a tight end perspective. So, be on the lookout for that. I expect both those commits to happen prior to July 7th or prior to July 8th, I should say, as Micah, Micah Riley Ducker is scheduled to make his announcement. Then that is going to be a huge deal. Them getting in the same room together, them being around each other, and then being with some of the other big time recruits that Iowa's bringing in. And let's kick it off with we have to do this, right? And I'm going to butcher his name because I'm always going to. I just don't know how. So if someone knows how to, please DM me. I don't want to mess up his name consistently. But Xavier. Nwankpa out of Southeast Polk right now has a crystal ball of a level six to Ohio State. He is a top 100 prospect, honestly a top 20 prospect, a five-star recruit, big-time guy, a guy who Iowa has been very heavily involved with. Now, can Iowa get him? They need to really lay out the red carpet this weekend because right now he's leaning towards Ohio State. And in a couple interviews he's done, he has mentioned that he wants to find a program that is good at developing defensive backs. He wants to find a program that is relatively close to home, but not too close, which, all right, now let's start thinking about that. What is too close? And I think, unfortunately, Iowa could very much be too close. And Ohio State does have a reputation for developing strong defensive back play. Now you argue Iowa has done a great job of developing two-star guys, three-star guys, and NFL players. 100% agree. Ohio State though, it's undeniable. They have developed multiple first-round defensive backs. As much as I love Iowa and Phil Parker's ability to coach up defensive backs, it's hard to look at that on paper and say, where do I go? And especially when you consider the fact that he wants to be relatively close, but not too close where he feels like he's still in high school. 
Ohio State is looking like the best option, but he's going to be on campus this weekend for an unofficial visit. And the reason why that's not a huge deal is the fact that he's so close to Iowa. He doesn't need them to pay for his travel and expenses. He can handle that on his own and give him an opportunity to see one extra school that he wouldn't normally be able to see, considering the fact that he has taken official visits to A&M, to TCU, or not TCU, but also to Notre Dame and to Ohio State. So gives him an opportunity to see more schools than what he would normally be able to see. And hopefully the visit goes well. I don't expect at this point, I'm not expecting Xavier to commit to Iowa. It would be unfortunate to see him go in the Big Ten to Ohio State, but that is what it is looking like, unfortunately. But we'll see what happens after this weekend. Coming up on segment three, we're going to get into a few more prospects, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA Combine because Joe Wieskamp had himself a day. So that'll be coming up on segment three of the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Before we get into that, though, you know I got to tell you about rockauto.com, the family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto, and you can find literally all the parts you need. I personally have been to a brick-and-mortar store looking for parts. I didn't like my experience. The prices were also really high. I went to rockauto.com. I used their unique and remarkably easy-to-navigate catalog. It took me less than five minutes. I found both the engineer filters I needed, and they were delivered directly to my door. It was amazing. Why wouldn't you do that? Even for example, not just engine air filters, but a Honda Odyssey fuel pump. It might be $353 in the chain store at rockauto.com is $216. These are prices you can't beat and they literally can't, they just, they out, they blow out the competition. Why wouldn't you go to rockauto.com for all of your auto part needs? And again, the fact that you can do it online from the comfort of your home and not having to deal with any sort of rep at the counter, you have to take advantage of this awesome time opportunity at rockauto.com. So go explore all their website today, find all the needs you have for your auto parts needs. Wow. I'm really butchering that, but go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And I've told you about built bars for probably the last year. And if you haven't tried them yet, what are you doing? Why are you waiting? Built bars are so freaking good. I can't wait till I can show you my office when we start putting up a YouTube channel and that YouTube channel is coming, but you're going to see all the built bars right behind me. That's how much I love built bars. They have so many phenomenal flavors. My favorite is white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles. They literally have something for everyone. Salt, sweet, uh, you know, nutritious. If you want some raspberry in there as well, they got all that. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. And these bars are so delicious. But the best part about these bars are not that they're delicious, but that they're also really good for you. That white chocolate birthday cake with sprinkles has 17 grams of protein with 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. I don't know why you're not taking advantage of this amazing snack of this amazing post-workout, you know, protein bar right now. And if you haven't, you got to get on it today. We have a great, deal and promo for you. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. And as we were talking about on segment two, we were talking about some prospects. Again, a very big weekend for the Iowa football team. Let's talk about some other prospects though, and then we're going to get into some Kirk Con comments and then finish up with the NBA Combine. Some other guys, uh, Iowa is apparently in the mix for a five-star kicker. You might be asking, are there actually five-star kickers? They are not graded that way by 24-7 sports or rivals. They are graded that way by Cole's kicking camp. Drew Stevens um, 
has Iowa in his top seven. He is choosing Tuesday, and he is going to Iowa this weekend. Um, this would be a huge gift for Iowa. Again, they have a great pedigree of producing very strong special teams play. And with LeVar Woods on our side, I don't see why you wouldn't want to choose Iowa as that opportunity, especially with the fact there's going to be an open kicking competition after this coming season. After Caleb Shudok does leave the program, there will be an opportunity to kick after redshirting. So that will be um, interesting to see what he ultimately chooses. Hunter Deo is a guy to watch out for, a four-star recruit. He's been linked to Iowa for so long. I am, it's, honestly, I just keep waiting, like, please, just commit to Iowa. Just do it, man. Um, he is a defensive tackle who fits in very, very well with Iowa's scheme, and it seems like he understands that as well. He knows what kind of scheme he makes sense for, and he wants to find that scheme, and he has been um, very much linked to the Iowa Hawkeyes. He'll be visiting this week or this weekend, and I actually expect him to make a decision relatively quickly. Again, a guy who Iowa has been very much hot on the trails of, a four-star recruit, a top 300 player out of Council Bluffs. He would form a very formidable defensive line with Caden Crawford and Aaron Graves. Um, and right now, he's got a crystal ball of eight to the Hawks. So I expect this to happen relatively quickly. Another guy to watch out for, Jacob Bostic, um, a guy who is down to Illinois and Iowa, much like Ian Pugh. Um, Iowa wants one receiver, and Jacob Bostic could be that guy. He could be excited about being the only guy coming in for this class, so expect that to possibly happen as well. Christian Stokes is another name to watch out for, a safety out of Michigan. This is very notable because his coach has also coached Desmond King, Cedric Lattimore, and Chauncey Golson. That is quite the freaking pipeline. Am I right? So let's see if they can get Christian Stokes excited about being a defensive back at the University of Iowa. It wouldn't shock me as well to see if he would commit in this year. A couple other guys to watch out for. we got Landon Livingston, Chase Carter, Aiden Lahari, Ashton Craig, a top 600 player out of Indiana, and Carson Hintzman, who has a crystal ball to Wisconsin. Can they flip him? These are just some of the notable targets. There are many other players going this weekend as well. Um, so a lot of news notes going to be coming out of this weekend, and we'll be covering it all on the Monday episode of the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Now, Kirk did speak to the media. I know I haven't talked a lot about that. Just wanted to cover a few things that he did say, though, specifically about recruiting. He said he's not worried about if Iowa doesn't get their numbers. He said, we'll fill it with walk-ons or next year's class. Um, he says he doesn't want to rush things for the sake of rushing things. And I, I can definitely appreciate and respect that, right? Just because the times are a little bit different, you don't want to change your approach. You don't want to change the tried and proven approach that has worked so well for Iowa the last couple of years of finding high character guys who fit the program very well. Now, that being said, it is a little bit concerning that, I guess concerning is not the right way to say it. Um, it just does worry me that if Iowa doesn't get some of these big guys are landing or looking at um, what does their recruiting class look like. Now, that doesn't mean that's not going to be good. I think it has the very very much the, the developmental aspect of it that Iowa can make these guys better. But it is, it does, it does, it's hard not to get a little bit concerned when you look at the way this class is right now and where these classes have been in the past. Again, I want to reiterate, I understand why. Right, There was a recruiting dead period. I was being smart about that, and I don't want them to do anything different. It's just hard to not be slightly concerned when you look at it. But again, I think the outlook is going to be huge after this weekend. A lot of big-time recruits and a lot of opportunities for Iowa to seal the deal. And we should be getting some news on the quarterback front as well as Iowa does want to bring a quarterback in every single class. And there are some interesting things happening on that front as well. So that'll all be covered on Monday's episode. Again, nothing to worry about. Just uh, it's hard not to worry when you look at some of the, the numbers. But I'm excited and really excited to see what comes out of this weekend from an Iowa football recruiting perspective. 
Now, I did tell you I wanted to talk a little bit about the NBA Combine. And Luca Garza has tested phenomenally. Um, Joe Wieskamp has also really made himself some money this weekend. Uh, or this week, I should say. A 42-inch vertical. He played pretty well in the scrimmages. There's also another scrimmage today. Luca Garza didn't get into the game. But Joe Wieskamp playing today, actually, on ESPNU. You can check him out. But he did pretty well. Um, all things considered, he got some of the most playing time on his team at 22 minutes listed as a forward, so a small forward at that point. Uh, three field goal attempts, or sorry, seven field goal attempts, hit three shots, um, which was one of the best on his team. His team shot 29.6% uh, uh, from the field and 10.3% from three. Meanwhile, Joe shot three of seven and two of six, so definitely putting together some nice shooting numbers. Um, had one steal and two blocked shots, finished with eight points, um, which was third best on his team. His team struggled. Don't get me wrong. They struggled against the uh, Team 4. But another opportunity today for his team to get back in the mix. And Joe Wieskamp, again, showing his athleticism, showing his shooting ability. This is a guy who is making himself some big-time money this week during the Combine. For all of you Joe Wieskamp haters out there, you should be watching what's happening right now. He's going to be drafted. If not, he'll get a two-way contract. Um, Because, again, sometimes there's some intricacies about that where – Agents don't want players to actually be drafted, especially when it gets later in the draft. Look at Jared Utah, for example. They wanted him to be able to pick his own spot. So we'll see what happens with Joe Wieskamp, but he is definitely making himself some money this week. And Luka Garza also making himself some money this week. I would be surprised if Luka doesn't go in the first, and I'd be surprised if Joe Wieskamp doesn't go in the early part of the second. That does do it for our show today. I will be back on Monday breaking down all the recruiting news that happened over this weekend. I expect a lot of fun information be popping off this weekend. And if you want more Locked On content, you know we got the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast at. That will do it for our Friday show today. Hawkeye Nation, I appreciate you tuning in. If you love the show, give us that five-star review. Subscribe wherever you downloaded this podcast at and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also apparently follow my personal Twitter, Wade underscore Andrew. I do talk about Iowa Hawkeye stuff there, but apparently I got verified which is cool. So um, awesome stuff there. Make sure to follow me there as well. And we'll be back again on Monday. Have a fantastic Friday and even better weekend. And as always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.